Hi, this is Rod Roark. Welcome back to Roark Knows Podcast, helping you become a better you and certainly a more educated and safer you. Let's talk about medical tourism. It's come back in the news again recently with the death of a woman who went across the border into Mexico and she wanted a tummy tuck. And she was one of four people that was kidnapped and, and for some unknown reason, she was actually killed. And obviously, this is an incredible human tragedy that has other implications and we don't know all the details, but it does highlight the amazing transition of people going across the border or abroad to get medical procedures done. That's called medical tourism. And is it safe? Should you do it? And, and why do people do that? So let's look at that. You know, you know, billions of dollars are spent abroad by Americans every year. Over a million Americans go abroad to Mexico, Canada, other countries in the world to get medical procedures. So let's take a deep dive into that. And what does that mean? And why, why do people do that? I mean, I mean, the most, the most glaring reason is that they want to get an economic savings. They can save from 50 to 70% on elective procedures. Certainly, I know that for in my field, in, in my field in plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery is at a huge arena. They go across to get tummy tucks, massive weight loss procedures done, rhinoplasties, facelifts, all at a much reduced discount rate. But just remember, know before you go, because Walmart is not the same as Neiman Marcus. So you've got to, you've got to, there's some type of balance there in safety, outcome. So, you know, know before you go. I mean, it's amazing. According to Patients Beyond Borders, you know, the common procedures that are done are dental work, full, full dentures done, a dental uh, surgery, cosmetic weight loss surgery, even cancer surgery, all kinds of things that they can't get uh, perhaps because they don't have insurance, but more importantly, because they want to have an economic savings. So let's go deep into why, why people do that. And, and is that really something that you should be doing? Because when you're doing these things, you're really putting not only your face or nose, you're putting your body, but your life at risk. So let me help you understand what that means. So if you're going for dental care, cosmetic surgery, or even organ transplants, you have to really do your homework. And I'm gonna talk about a little bit about that. And so you have to go to a place that's number one, safe. So you have to check with you know, the, the State Department, is this a safe country? Uh, or is this a country that's got a lot of other issues in it? And then also, what about the safety of the medical care? Drilling down a little further, the medical care facility, the doctors, the post-op care, the anesthesia, the equipment, the drugs you get, all those things we take for granted in American healthcare have to be analyzed by you individually, very, very carefully. So you have to really be a connoisseur of that. You have to do incredible homework to do it because you want to come back not only alive, but also not maimed or have incredible problems. I can't tell you how many times I have seen in Dallas, Texas, patients in the emergency room that came back from all kinds of countries. And let me tell you, 
the one thing, when you come back and you've had your surgery done elsewhere, certainly in plastic surgery, you're like a piranha. No one wants to see you because you have a complications. You have, you know, pus out abdominal plasty, facelift scar. I see it recently saw a facelift that had, that had all of her, half of her cheek was necrotic. And nobody wants to see these patients. And I saw this one patient because she was a, she was a friend of a patient of mine. So I've helped take care and rehabilitate her, but most of the time they get no care. They have to go to, you know, universities or uh, county hospitals, and sometimes they'll get care, sometimes they don't. And the complications and the cost is astronomical to the patient, but also to our healthcare system. So please know before you go. I mean, common places where Americans go is places like Canada, which has actually got a good healthcare system overall. I mean, obviously, it's it's a little limited because of the type of system it has. But other countries like Singapore, Japan, Spain, the UK, Dubai, Costa Rica, Abu Dhabi, those are all fairly good places. But it's not just the place. It's the location of the facility, the facility itself, and the doctor. That's what you really need to know. And you have to drill down very hard for that. So you just have to do a lot of homework. You just can't say, oh, my friend went to Costa Rica and had a great facelift. Well, I've heard that story about a thousand times. Or I went to another country, you know, to get my nose job. And they come back and, first of all, there are no records. You don't know what happened. And it's been devastating. And these patients, what they don't understand is that if they have a problem abroad, no one not only will see them, but their ability to get secondary surgery is going to be incredibly challenging. And it, a lot of times it's more difficult. Certainly in my arena of, of cosmetic surgery, of the face and nose, the patients I see that have had these problems uh, abroad, and granted, I see them uh, from the USA as well, are sometimes almost insurmountable. They've had two, three, four surgeries on their noses in a year, and of course you never do that. So it makes it a lot harder for those of us who try to you know, do reconstructive and revision rhinoplasty, revision facelift surgery. It helps us, it makes us a lot more, it makes it a lot more challenging. So what are the risks? What are the risks is you can get substandard surgical care. You can get infections because if you don't go to, you know, a, a, a an approved hospital setting, you have no idea whether the instruments were sterile. The, the blood products you may be getting are sterile. The medications, are they dated? Are they are they falsified? And, and anesthesia care, all those things that we take for granted. Certainly, when you see a board-certified plastic surgeon in the United States, you know that automatically, if you're a member of our one of our societies, the Aesthetic Society or the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, you know immediately that if I'm board-certified and I'm a member of these societies, I operate in an accredited outpatient surgery facility, which means that I have an anesthesiologist or or a uh, a nursing uh, a nurse practitioner or actually a, a CRNA that actually is there that is qualified. I'm also operating an accredited facility that has been approved by Quad ASF or one of the other accreditation facilities. It's safe. It can take care of any emergent care that I may have, it can transfer you to a hospital because I have to be, have privileges at a hospital. So all these things are vitally important for you to understand and to know if something goes wrong. And, and they can go wrong. 
Anytime you do surgery, something can go wrong. Even if you're healthy, things can go wrong. So just remember that. So, so these are things we take for granted. None of them you can take for granted when you go abroad. I don't care if you're in another country, you've got to do your homework. The most important thing I would say is get to know the country is safe. Then you need to know what is the surgeon? What is his or her qualifications? Are they board certified in their country? Or preferentially, are they board certified in the United States? That usually helps a lot. You know, there are many, many places uh, in, the, in the world where you can go and you can have a board certified plastic surgeon who trained in the United States, who's certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery, do your surgery. That's awesome. But then you got to drill down a little more. So you go safe country, the physician, and then what about the facility, okay? What about the facility? Is it a Joint Commission International, you know, a, a JCI internationally approved facility? That's very important by the Joint Commission. So the hospital, is it safe? That then means that not only is it safe, but you have, you know, accredited uh, facilities, sterile equipment, uh, and, you know, your blood products, everything, all that has been protocolized and has been reviewed, okay? And then the next thing you need to do once you drill down to that is what is your care going to be like it's your anesthesia care your post-op care and the biggest thing is you're going to be traveling or flying there so your risk of flying and coming back and getting blood clots or pneumonias is not insignificant especially if you're having body counting procedures the chance of getting a normal blood clot if you travel within two weeks of surgery is not insignificant so that's something you also have to take into consideration, especially if you're having massive weight loss surgery or body contouring surgery. So you could die if you come home and you have a blood clot. So you've got to be very careful about that. These are all things you need to know before you go. So, you know, these are, li these are, the, these are the five major things you need to know. And I think you need to categorize them because it's all about safety, your outcome and minimizing complications. Because if you have a complication abroad, can they handle that? And then if you really need to, uh, they can't handle it, can you get back to the United States? So you need to have medical insurance or you need to have the ability to fly back emergently, you know, with, with a, a private, private uh, setting and private planes, because that is also a major consideration, especially if it's a serious type of problem. You need to get back and get, get proper health care and get it urgently before you have more problems or, or other things going on. So those are all very important things. So this poor woman that went across the border just to get a tummy tuck was you know, kidnapped and murdered. And, and there are countless other stories like that. And in fact, there was a woman from Dallas that went to Mexico and she, you know, she died before even the induction of her, um, uh, at the, at the induction of her anesthesia agent. And uh, it was tra devastating. And she was from Dallas, and she just wanted to have a body contouring procedure when she could have had it done, you know, anywhere in Dallas in, in a more cost-effective, safe, and life-saving way. So I think the take-home message here is know before you go. And think, think really long and hard about, is this truly a cost savings? Because it could be something that could cost you your life, your face, your nose. Is it truly worth it? In most cases, the answer to that is a resounding no. So I, I would say, you know, 
the must-dos are, as I've mentioned, and I will tell you, if you follow these must-dos, you could actually, I think, get safe care in another country if you follow those key things that I've talked about. Approved hospitals, select qualified surgeons, check out the safety. You know, make sure your passport and documents are in order and that you have the ability to get back rapidly, which means currency and cash and a, and a way out, okay? And make sure that you are prepared for the worst case scenario. It's just like life, you gotta have a backup plan. When plan A doesn't work, you gotta do plan B. Okay, and plan B is usually to get out of there. And I think once you've done all that, if you're truly gonna do this, I think you need to have a travel companion with you that actually speaks the, the local language. I really think that's important. Uh, and I think that's very, very, uh, it's essential because sometimes if you're incapacitated after surgery, you need somebody that actually is gonna speak for you. And that's it's very vital. So know before you go, I can't overemphasize that. And the other thing that's probably more challenging to do is you need to arrange the follow-up care you know, with a physician in the United States. Now, I've trained a lot of people from around the world, so not infrequently I'll have one of my colleagues that has operated on a patient and they come back to the United States, they'll call me and, or they'll even tell me the week before and I'm happy to see them. That's not a problem. I, I'm happy to see anybody's patient if they let me know before and certainly if I know somebody that I've trained or that has spent time with me, I, you know, because we're all physicians first. You know, we want to take care of you, the patient, and before we're plastic surgeons. So we want to make sure you've done, had a good outcome, are safe. So I'm happy to, I'm happy to do that. But if, if you haven't done that in anticipation and done that preoperatively before you go, that's a challenge, okay? And because always prepare for the worst. So know before you go, these are some of the caveats, I think, for medical tourism. If you're going to do it and you want to do it safely, follow, the, follow this advice. And please give me your comments and feedback. I, I'd love to hear from you about, you know, if you've had, you know, some operative procedures done and they did well or not or what countries they were in. You know, these are all great feedback for my podcast and for my YouTube channel. You know, please, you know, subscribe to my channel because all of these, all of my channel uh, and my podcasts are about helping you become a better and more informed you, and in this case, a more safe you as well. So join me as we uh, explore other ways to help you become not only safer, but a better you.